Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, people have heard a lot about high-intensity interval training, and they hear about metabolism, and they're not really sure how exercise increases your metabolism or even what is meant by the term metabolic conditioning. And my guest today, Dr. Michelle Olson, she's a professor of exercise physiology in the Department of Kinesiology at Auburn University in Montgomery. Welcome to the show, Dr. Olson. So metabolic conditioning, people don't really know. They hear that weight training is good for your metabolism and cardio is good for your metabolism. What actually is metabolism and how is exercise really good for it? Well, metabolism is something that is going on in every single cell of your body 24-7, even when you are sleeping. It does require energy. We have to use calories to sleep. So you don't only have your metabolism working when you're exercising. Um, This is a really interesting fact. 80% of your daily carbohydrate intake, or actually, you know, the glucose that the building blocks for the carbohydrates we eat, your brain uses 80% of the carbohydrates you take in. So even if you're thinking and writing and studying, um, reading and concentrating, you know, you th- your brain cells are really working. So metabolism, simply put, is just the fact that our body is burning calories, even at rest. So at rest, we burn maybe about one calorie a minute. Not quite that much, but close. And then when you ga- engage in moderate-intensity exercise, you burn about five to six calories per minute. So, you know, five times what you're doing at rest. With high-intensity exercise, um, depending on how much you weigh, you may burn anywhere from 10 to 15 calories per minute. And that's just because all of the things that are happening at rest, such as your heart beating, your lungs breathing, your muscles twitching to keep you sitting up straight, the activity in all of those tissues and organs and muscles increases. It accelerates. So your metabolic rate speeds up, and you burn a lot more calories um, a lot faster. And it's good for us. It's good to do that. It promotes heart health. It helps us to develop our muscles. So we want to also feed our metabolism, doing physical activity to, you know, keep it strong, to use up any stored calories in our fat cells and so on. So metabolism is just something that's happening all the time. Um, And there's lots of different kinds of exercise, and one that you've just mentioned that is becoming more and more popular is called metabolic conditioning or metabolic training. Um, Some people call it metabolic resistance training. So there may be, you know, three or four different terms that actually apply to the same type of training. Um, okay, so, ha- yeah. well, we've heard this metabolic conditioning, and, and if exercise, and you mentioned high intensity, you know, exercise burning about 10 to 15 calories per minute, people want to know what that means. They want to know what does high intensity mean? How hard do I have to work to really burn more calories? And then, as a follow-up, does it 
does it stay that way? Mm-hmm. Does your then body become mm-hmm. more efficient at burning? So you have to even work maybe a little harder. Mm-hmm. As you get fitter, in order to get the same response, we could say, um, you do have to increase your intensity. That's just a simple principle of exercise, and we've all experienced it. Um, if you can go out and walk comfortably for 15 minutes, then it's time to maybe add another five minutes. That's one way, or you can... Stick to 15 minutes if you're short on time and increase your distance. Instead of going one mile, maybe aim for 1.2 miles in your park where the mileage is marked off. Um, So we do have to adjust and increase what we're doing in some way to continue to improve, um, and particularly if one is interested in engaging in these higher-intensity forms of workouts, we do need to have a baseline. Now, the higher intensity training where, let me see, what are some ways we can monitor that? You would definitely feel breathless while you were doing it. You would feel like you could not carry on a conversation, even a low conversation to yourself, like if you were talking to yourself, trying to remember things. You would feel like you could not waste any energy um, except for breathing, and that's not to mean that, you know, it's, it's to encourage people to just push themselves until they feel like they're to the point of collapse. But you should feel that you have really pushed yourself. You are breathing heavily. Um, you need a few minutes of recovery after you've chained together four or five exercises. So high-intensity training is going to mean that that's how you're going to feel. And you're probably going to have most of your body involved in what you're doing. And this is where resistance training plays a big role in this program that's called metabolic training. For example, doing squats while pressing overhead with dumbbells. Now, that involves a lot of muscle groups. The large muscle groups in your lower body, which eat a lot of calories and increase your metabolic rate, coupled with also not leaving your upper body dormant, getting it active at the same time. So a squat with an overhead press, that's a resistance training exercise. It's an excellent exercise. will not only help strengthen your muscles, which is a goal of resistance training, but when you have that number of muscle groups involved and you're working continuously, doing 12 reps without stopping, and then going on to another exercise without stopping, you burn a lot of calories. So that's where the idea of metabolic conditioning comes in. And when you're expending yourself to that kind of a level, you do experience what is commonly called the afterburn. And that just means that when you stopped exercising, your metabolism doesn't just all the way shut down to your resting metabolism it will remain higher than it normally would at rest. So you will be burning extra calories even when you're not exercising, following the exercise. And that is one of the key benefits is this post-exercise burn. But it does go with the higher intensity. So it's kind of like you get what you pay for. You know, if you have a car and you drive it well and you keep it tuned up, it's going to maybe get 
improve and get 23 miles per gallon versus 20. You know, so it's the same thing. You take care of your body, you know, you push it, you treat it right, then you get the benefits of burning extra calories afterwards. So, so it's, and, and it's if intensity. we're looking at, well, and so the intensity and, and when you're talking about like what used to be called, you know, circuit training right. or going from one thing to the next, when people think of resistance or strength training, you can do that pretty intensely. You can lift heavier weights or go faster or slower or more reps, whatever. There's so many different variations. And does that also increase your metabolism after the fact because you're now creating these denser muscles that are then going to be more efficient? Absolutely. The stronger you get and the fitter you get, the more that you can, the more you can do. And if you're adding muscle, muscle eats a ton of calories. That's why we like muscle. Fat uses very few calories. So that's why we really want to have our bodies comprised of, as you know, a lot of good muscle and lower levels of fat. Um, so it, it all goes together. And the, the genesis of uh, what we call metabolic conditioning is interesting it actually, you know how sometimes nothing new or, you know, nothing that's new wasn't old or what's old is new again? Well, it has its genesis actually as early as the 1960s in bodybuilding because bodybuilders, as we know, build up muscle far more than any of us need to, but their goal is to build up muscle and shed a lot of fat. And so in the 60s, the bodybuilders, realized that if you chained together some multi-joint exercises and kept moving, you would get breathless, you would burn calories, and then they were experiencing these changes in muscle and decreases in body fat, um, you know, even without exercising, you know, every single day or compared to what they were, uh, had been doing. Um, so like four or five exercises that are classic that will get your heart rate up, involve a lot of muscles, and be considered to be a metabolic training circuit would be doing something like squats, doing 10 to 12 reps, but instead of resting, only enough rest to move on to the next exercise, which would be something maybe like a lat pull-down or pull-ups, then lunges then push-ups, and a fifth exercise, an ab exercise. And then you would repeat this. So squat, pull-ups, lunges, push-ups, ab exercise. And what you'll find is your heart will really feel like it's beating heavily. Um, again, you will not feel like you could carry on a conversation. So it feels like cardio, but at the same time, you feel your muscles really working and getting fatigued. So that would be a metabolic conditioning circuit. Now, well, you can also use well, you can also use your cardio and 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 cross them over, right? So if you're somebody who goes on the treadmill or the bike and you've been doing it a while and it's just kind of the same and it's not that hard, you can jump off, do push-ups, maybe right. some lunges, and then jump back on, then yes, jump back a, off and exactly do that kind of right. Thing. A variation then that a lot of consumers, including myself, enjoy is infusing a circuit like that with some cardio exercises. Absolutely. So you might um, do some squats, do some push-ups, 
um, then jump on the treadmill. And, you know, if you're not a runner and you can't really speed the, the, the um, treadmill belt up to run fast, you can, you know, use an incline and feel like you're climbing a hill and do that for a minute and then jump off, do lunges, push-ups, jump back on, repeat the whole thing. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. You could jump on a bike um, if you like to jump rope. You could use a bench step and go up and down, up and down, up and down. So, yes, then the variations are not just using resistance exercises, but, again, infusing some cardio exercises into the four or five movement circuit that you have set up. Yeah, and who knew bodybuilders were, like, so ahead of their time back then, but they really knew what worked and what was showing them results. And as a result, the studies and, you know, the the researchers such as yourself would start to check out these things and see why was this happening and why was this happening for these guys that were lifting heavy and doing these circuits and going from one to the other. And, you know, and so then it kind of came to pass. We're now, and as a trainer, Dr. Olson, I love to work with my clients that way. Get them off the treadmill. Let's do some push-ups, some lunges. Let's get back on the treadmill. Let's now get on the ball and do some, like, jumping jacks on the ball and maybe some planking and then back on the treadmill. So it's now this sort of, you know, it's not necessarily high-intensity interval, which has its limitations, certainly. You're right. You're right. So we can do metabolic training in the more um, what we would say traditional or classic way, if you're, if you're very fit, more similar to what the bodybuilders did, we can do it that way. Or we can move along the continuum where we moderate the intensity and the conditioning is more similar to traditional circuit training. In fact, all of this is circuit training, really. If you yeah. set up a circuit and you repeat it, now you can do it very intensely with the examples you and I just gave, or we can moderate, we can infuse some cardio, or we can continue to move out on the continuum and do, let's say you have um, somebody who has spinal problems, so they walk on the treadmill for five minutes, then they do planking for 30 seconds, then they do um, a wall squat where their back is supported for 30 seconds, then we put them on the bicycle for a minute, and we repeat all of this. So then, again, we have a circuit. We've moderated the intensity. We've adjusted the movements. They're still strength training movements, but we've adjusted them and calibrated them. We repeat it. So then it is more, like I said, what we would call traditional circuit training. You're using a circuit. You're getting your heart rate up, and instead of being really concerned about it being high, high intensity, we're, we're more concerned about how we can keep the client moving and keep it interesting and help them to get, you know, again, somewhat of an afterburn to, you know, pay off the effort for getting there and working out even though they have some low back problems. Sure, because it's not easy to do that. Now, do you advocate using, because there's a lot of technology now, Dr. Olson, that, that really can help with motivation and also with sort of keeping track because accountability is something that helps people with that motivation. So if you're doing metabolic conditioning or circuit training or high-intensity interval training, any of these things, wearing like, you know, a Fitbit and watching your heart rate jump up, 
and then watching it go back down, watching it jump back up. Watch. I mean, do you advocate for that? Do you think that that helps to oh, I notice what you're doing? I do. I do. Absolutely. You used a couple of keywords here. Motivation helps to keep one motivated. The second keyword you used was accountability. It helps keep you accountable. You know, did when I did my workout today, did I hit the heart rate zones I should have hit? I certainly did that two days ago. So, you know, it tends to help motivate one to say, you know, two days ago I did that. So, hey, today I know I'm going to match that or I'm going to do a little bit more. Um, most of these exercise tools and technologies are very motivational, you know, starting with the pedometer. That's why we really we love to advocate the pedometer. The pedometer doesn't tell you, you were bad today or, oh, you're awesome, you're the most perfect exerciser in the world. It simply tells you how many steps you took. And there is something psychological that happens to most of us when we see, okay, wow, I did this, we are prompted to do more or to match it. So the same with something like a Fitbit where you are monitoring your heart rate zones. I have many clients who do that, and they love to see, okay, wow, this is what I did today. I see right here when we did our um, walking lunges, that's when my heart rate really shot up. But I know also you've told us that lunges are really good for developing muscle and maintaining it. So I know I was doing a strength training exercise. Um, and they really do love to see that feedback. And it also helps the trainer, too, to ensure, okay, wow, you're really hitting your zones here. Or if there's an exercise that's maybe not working and the heart rate's not getting up, you know, then you can make a quick adjustment. Uh, it just gives you feedback. Again, it doesn't tell you. These monitors don't tell you you were bad, you were good. It just it, They tell you what you did. So that accountability See, that's cool. and motivation is cool. It is cool. And it and it really adds to sort of the variation. You know, it just used to be using your fingers, checking your heart rate, which mm-hmm. still, you know, we're still good with that. And and as long as you right. know how to do it, and that's still a good way if you're not somebody that uses it, but it does add a little bit to it. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Olson. Metabolic conditioning, what you want people to know about what this is and why they should Try it sometime for, a, you know, a little gradual progression for a little, you know, upping their ante in their workout, as it were. Metabolic conditioning is a fantastic way to get both your cardiovascular exercise and your resistance exercise incorporated into one workout. And it, it can be simple. In fact, it is simple. You do maybe two to three different circuits. Each circuit may have four exercises that can incorporate cardio moves, and weight training moves. You just try to keep working through the circuit without a lot of rest. If you want to load on heavy weight and really push yourself, similar to bodybuilders, you're fit, you certainly can do that. If you have even knee or back issues, you can have your trainer help you select activities that are appropriate to do circuits that work for you. It's fun. It does increase your metabolic rate. It's motivating. It's a way to have a lot of variety, which is always good for us, and you can count on burning some extra calories even after you're done. 
Absolutely. And it's just such great advice for people that are looking for a little change up, looking for a little bit more results than maybe they've seen, a little more goal oriented. And you can include anything. You can do jumping jacks, you can do push ups or burpees or, you know, wall sits or you can really anything as long as you sort of combine them and you're going to get your metabolism up. And as Dr. Olson said, Really, our brain and spinal cord are what use our carbohydrates and our glucose. So we really need to get our metabolism going so that we are a more efficient machine. And if you've never done it, it's a fun way to try something just a little bit new. So jump off the treadmill or the bike and try doing some of these other things that we've been discussing. And remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate and review these segments because that way like-minded people, fitness-minded people can get involved and learn from the experts. And these experts are from the American College of Sports Medicine. It doesn't get any better than that. They are the gold standard in the fitness world. So that's what we're doing. We're all learning together and it's fun and it's interesting. So get involved and subscribe to us on iTunes. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Life's Too Short right here on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.